What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another FRS Hoops Anchor. Alex Closing and Luke Ray. Luke, you said you are dead inside after this Western Conference Finals Game 7. The Warriors 101-92. You said you're dead. Explain. Spill it. Uh, I mean, the Rockets had numerous chances to go ahead and put this away. And I, I don't... I will say the refs played a, a big role in this game. They, they surely did. Yeah, I'm not going to say that they are the only reason because when you miss 27 consecutive three-pointers, um, that that kind of play, plays a role. You, you didn't even need to hit a, a high clip of that. You just needed to hit a third of them. Probably not even, and you would have won. And instead, you missed 27 consecutive ones, and it's not even like you weren't getting looks to the basket when you wanted them. You were, and you were actually converting them at a pretty high clip, and eventually you figured that out, but you took so long in doing it that you had pretty much lost any shot at winning this game. So for me to see Warriors-Cavs Part 4... Um, I'm just, I'm just kind of tired of it. I'm done with it. It's not entertaining. It's not exciting. There's literally no aspect of this series that you can convince me will make anybody want to watch it. You know what this game reminded me a lot of? What? Mayweather McGregor. This series reminded me a lot of Mayweather McGregor and this game in particular. Mainly because you have Floyd Mayweather, a.k.a. the Warriors, who don't lose, except for that one time on 3-1. Obviously, Mayweather doesn't have that blemish. But McGregor, a.k.a. the Rockets, was this person who, to some people, was, oh, dang, he's really good. Maybe he could beat the champ. And other people were going, ha, 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 they're playing a different sport, which is basically the Warriors on another tier than the Rockets. And tonight, we saw what happens when a team um, pretty much runs the tank dry in the first half, and then loses all their gas by the third quarter of the fourth quarter, and um, the top dog figures out who they are and runs away with it. Um, the Rockets down CP3. Really, it didn't even matter in the first half. Clint Capella was a monster down low. P.J. Tucker had an unbelievable game. Both on the boards and... P.J. Tucker was the only one who actually played the entire game. Everybody else you could see at points, whether it was fair or not, was, was they took, tired. They took breaks on and off the court. Um, P.J. Tucker was the only one that you can look at throughout the full 48 minutes and say, this man has absolutely no intention of losing. Well, with CP3 out, they needed help and then some... Um, and they pretty much got that effort in the first... 28 minutes, 24 minutes. Um, Clint Capella had a huge game. He was absolutely unstoppable down low. There was nobody that could stop him. Um, pick and roll game. He had a alley-oops plenty in the entire game. Um, he was good. There were Gordon at flashes. James Harden was... Uh, he, you know, this, this game really didn't move the needle for me on James Harden. Uh, they were... Some moments where I thought he played well. There were other moments when he just made some terrible decisions like he always does. It's kind of what you're going to get whenever you bet on James Harden. There were some some plays in the game where I think that he, there were some missed foul calls. Uh, we were talking about the one uh, the one play where he shot a three-pointer and made it. They called a foul. They said it was on the floor. It was clearly not on the floor. It was a shooting foul, but they didn't call it because the de facto, oh, he was 
27 feet out from the from the bucket, so we're not going to call it. Um, I I think if you're going to one to ten scale it on how much blame the Rockets deserve, I'm going to put this at like a nine. I really I think the refs sure swung the game a little bit, but you know you go up 17, and I and I know that the 17 point lead in Game Six was without Chris Paul and it was in the first quarter and you're on the road and but still to have not only one double digit lead of 17 and 15 in these last two games respectively to not be able to come through is just absolutely gut-wrenching and you know you could say that Golden State just you know they threw the kitchen sink and all of that and yeah Steph Curry got hot late and Kevin Durant got hot late but at the same time, you go 0 for 27 from three. You don't. Nobody deserves to win a game that 0 for 27. Like at that point, that's it, just it's just the law of averages. You should be hitting something. You, I guarantee that if NBA players tried to miss 27 three pointers in a row, they couldn't do it. No. If they tried to, you know, I mean, I understand that you're playing with a, a thinner rotation without CP3 and whatnot, and there are going to be guys that are gassed, but. You know, it's just... It's game seven. You got to play through it. And they just didn't. And, I mean, to be honest, there's just there's just not a lot to talk about from this game because we saw everything that that I think people expected. I mean, and it was game seven, too. This is the seventh time these two teams have played in the last two-plus, a little over two weeks. So, you know, we, we knew what these teams were. We, we knew who they were. We knew who they were. They knew who each other were. And, and just more importantly, I, I think the the key to here is with Chris Paul, it's obviously not a guaranteed win. Nothing's a guaranteed win. You can't look at that and say, okay, the Rockets lost by nine. Chris Paul would have had 14. That's a five. You can't that, do that. That's not how that Doesn't works. Matter. But But it is important, I think, that we notice that this Houston team, you don't get to seven games without at least – uh, being capable of of beating it, of winning that series, any any series that goes seven games can be won by either team, regardless of what you think. It is just kind. Of, it's almost an objective fact that if you go seven games, you've each won three. You just someone has to win the series, and that's great. But to me, what this points out most of all is this Rockets team is capable of beating the Warriors. They are. They have proven to me that if they are given the opportunity again, they have a shot at winning. I'm not necessarily saying they would win next year, but they have a shot. And so to me, depending upon what this Houston Rockets team can do in the offseason, depending upon how they can build up their players, because to be honest, I think there are a few upgrades. Uh, and one of the biggest, sure. the, one of the biggest glaring problems we saw tonight was Trevor Reza went 0 for 11, I think. He, he was one, he's like the second player of all time to go like, at least 0-10 in a game 7 in the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, that's something you can improve on is Ariza's a good player, but he's a very old player, and he just doesn't have the, the kind of endurance to be a 3-D player when that D has to be on people like, th- that defense has to be on people like Durant and Curry. That's just not something that you can afford to do. He just had no energy on the offensive end, and he still continued to just chuck up shots. Yeah, so we get the Cavs-Warriors part four <laughs> um, prediction. Warriors and five. I'm going to say Warriors and four. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it. Uh, we will be back Thursday. Start of game one. We'll be previewing all throughout the week, so keep it at FRS Hoops, guys.